Testing Hypocrites and Pseudo-Confessions David W. Palmer, Matthew 15:78 NLT You hypocrites! Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, 8. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Our wonderful Lord Jesus acknowledges that the tongue can be deceptive. It can speak lying words that do not reflect what is really in the heart. These words do not come from the overflow of what is treasured inwardly. They are conjured up in a demonically inspired intellect, and then they are spoken under the power of the will, not heart overflow. For example, when Rosanna and I were pastoring a very contemporary youth-style church in Sunshine near Melbourne, a man came in claiming to be a Christian. We welcomed him, as we do with all who are interested in God. However, he kept bragging to people that he was a high-level Freemason, and various other self-aggrandizing and manipulative claims. My first impression was that this was obviously all lies. I believed that his need to embellish his importance to have impact on others would fall away from his life. As he grew in Jesus, I felt that his big talking lies were so obvious that no one would believe him, but they did. One young woman in particular was so intimidated by him, and his grandiose claims of self-importance and power, that she stopped coming to church. I knew then that I had to deal with this pretend Christian, but how? In prayerful consultation with the Holy Spirit, I knew that whatever I did had to be done in love and to reflect the Good Shepherd's heart. After all, it is his church, and he is the one true shepherd of the whole flock. So, how should I handle this man who desperately needed Jesus, but who was also speaking poison to the life of Jesus's church? His lips said he was a Christian that honored Jesus, but was his heart far from him? What was really in his heart? What spirit was operating through him? God's Spirit or some other spirit. The Holy Spirit reminded me of the following passage. 1 John 4 1 3 NKJV. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. 2. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. 3. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, and is now already in the world. Through his word, the Holy Spirit was simply telling me not to believe the man that said he was a Christian, and a high-level Freemason at the same time. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. But how was I to test him? Then the Holy Spirit led me to this corresponding passage, 1 Corinthians 12 3 NKJV. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. This fits with the following passage that shows a genuine Christian, Romans 10-9 and KJV, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. From these passages, I knew that I had to test the Spirit that was operating in and through the man. I also knew that if it was the Holy Spirit, he would have no problem confessing that Jesus is his Lord. Without this confession, I would clearly be able to see that he was not a genuine Christian, as he would need to confess that to be saved. I had also learned by experience that if I simply had a quiet chat with him, asked him the question privately, his original I could easily be conjured out of his intellect again and spoken deceptively. I needed a way of testing what was in his heart. I had to get him to speak from the overflow of his heart's treasure not giving him the opportunity to speak lying words that could come from a deceived intellect. Thankfully, the Holy Spirit gave me a very simple strategy for testing his spirit. By God's wisdom, 
this could be done in love, and it could show the whole church clearly if the man in question was a genuine Christian believer in Jesus or not. When I was about halfway through my sermon that night, I casually walked over to where he was sitting in the front row. Suddenly, I put the microphone in his face and said, Declare to us who your Lord and Savior is. Under this sudden and public pressure, I knew he wouldn't have time to intellectually inject a lie into his mouth. What was truly in his heart would burst forth. He sat there speechless, unable to utter a sound. Meanwhile, the congregation were looking questioningly at me wondering what on earth I was doing. So I walked in front of another young man and repeated the process. Declare to us who your Lord and Savior is. He ever so humbly said, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I motioned to the second respondent and said to the congregation, This man is a Christian, but the first one isn't. Amazingly, the spirit that operated through the pretender instantly lost its power, and its intimidatory influence over the weaker, gullible members of the church. It was over. The church flourished. Perhaps, in church life we encounter many less obvious cases of the people Jesus referred to in our opening passage, but we must always be aware that they do exist. And perhaps you are not in the position to test the spirits in the way I did, but the Holy Spirit can show you how to test and discern the genuine from the false, hypocritical pretenders. Let's read again what Jesus said. Matthew 15 1, 3, 7 and 9 NLT. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. 3 Jesus replied, 7, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, 8. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. 9. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Jesus did not hold back in dealing with these people. His shock tactic of confronting them, you hypocrites, was obviously the most loving way to help them out of their deception. Their lips deceptively honor Jesus, but their hearts were far from him. Ultimately, what was in their heart in abundance would come out of their mouths in words that reveal who they really were. This led Jesus to say the following, which is right on the topic of this series of this devotional studies, the law of confession. You will have what you say if it comes from the overflow of a believing heart. And if you don't mix it with words of doubt, and the tongue is the rudder for the whole life. Matthew 15 10 to 11, 14, 18 to 20 NLT. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. 11. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. 14. So ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind, and if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. 18. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. 19. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, or sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. 20. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. Today, I encourage you first to make sure you are not one of the ones Jesus was referring to when he said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Let's keep him in the center of our hearts, along with speaking the truth to ourselves at the center of our being. Let's also obey the Holy Spirit when he says, Test the spirits, whether they are of God and remember to absolutely trust what the Holy Spirit also says in this context. 1 John 4 4 6, 15 NKJV, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 5. They are of the world, 
therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. 6. We are of God, he who knows God hears us, he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. 1 John 2 26 27 TPT I've written these things about those who are attempting to lead you astray. 27. But the wonderful anointing you have received from God is so much greater than their deception and now lives in you. There's no need for anyone to keep teaching you his anointing teaches you all that you need to know, for it will lead you into truth, not a counterfeit. So just as the anointing has taught you, remain in him. If you are born again, confess that Jesus is Lord, have received his Holy Spirit, and have become a new creation in Christ, then you have the anointing that John is speaking of. He is guiding you into all truth. John 16 13. And in particular, he will give a clear inner witness. When you are confronted with a person with the wrong spirit, they may speak smooth, captivating words, but if your spirit is jumping or grieved, if the hair on the back of your neck is standing up, so to speak, trust the greater one on the inside. Jesus said, Ignore them. Don't trust them with your heart. Instead, test the spirit in love. If they are not of God, evangelize them, but don't pursue close fellowship with them, and definitely don't trust them with the inner secrets of your heart. Romans 16:18 NLT. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord, they are serving their own personal interests. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. Proverbs 26:23 NLT. Smooth words may hide a wicked heart just as a pretty glaze covers a clay pot. Psalm 55 21 NLT, his words are as smooth as butter, but in his heart is war. His words are as soothing as lotion, but underneath are daggers.